everyone you're listening to From the City Desk. I'm Hannah Purdy. And I'm Chris McCart. We are here today with your February VMA meetings recap. So let's start. We had a we had a called meeting at the beginning of this month. What we did. happened with that one? We had a busy month. We did. We met a lot this month. So, so yeah, we had a called meeting at the 1st of February to kind of review a variety of things pertaining to economic development. You know, one of the things that you have to do constantly from the manager's role, from the board's role, is you have to have balance across all aspects that you're responsible for. Uh, there will be times when you focus a lot of efforts towards one thing, but then you got to pull back and recognize that these these other items throughout your city need to be addressed as well. And so really the purpose of that day, and really it was a, is a full day, we started around 9 o'clock, ended up at 4, and we talked a lot about economic development. Uh, we began the morning with kind of a fiscal overview what do we know now as it relates to the revenues from sales tax, property taxes that are coming in? How does everything look? Uh, of course, that was knowing data through November. And so we kind of gave the board a little bit of a snapshot about that. We moved from there into talking about a renewed partnership we have with a company called Buxton. Uh, Buxton is a company that does really data analytics for retail development. And basically what that comes down to is we go to them and we say, we would like to see store X locate in Kingsport. What information can you give to tell us if that's a compatible match? At the same time, they can come in and tell you the following stores are compatible based upon the spending habits of your citizens or citizens within your region and how that matches up to where this store is located or this business is located elsewhere. Great thing about Buxton, we have a great relationship with them from the past. They are proven, and they've also diversified, as you have to in this business, and they now have a downtown component. So that was really neat to hear the work that they're doing in terms of downtown redevelopment. We also talked with them about some software that they have available that we can deploy to businesses in Kingsport that will help them understand who their customer is and how to better market to that. From there, we spent a lot of time talking about General Shale and talked a lot about really what are those, what are the next steps of what we want to do. We've got a unique opportunity with 100 plus acres that borders our downtown that has for 90 years of the history of our city, been an industrial, heavy industrial use as a brick manufacturing company. What are we going to do with it is kind of the questions being asked. A quarter of it's kind of been spoken for, Brickyard Park and Miracle Field. And the board said, okay, what about the rest? And we've talked about a lot of things. We've talked about a, an outdoor venue that would have an athletic component to it, but also at the same time let us do uh, festivals and other events there. We've talked about residential. We've talked about uh, a small business park. We've also talked from a, a greater recreational standpoint about certain parts of it being used for um, a, a mountain bike path and a bike park and a pump track. Things that we know have been on the books. Really, the pump track was an idea that came out of Leadership Kingsport in 2014. So, a little while ago. It's been around a while. It's been <laughs> it's been a topic of discussion for quite some time. Where to put it has really been the biggest thing. So the board and Mayor Alderman had asked the staff to commission some studies to kind of go through and say, hey, what is what is the highest and best use? And really the studies have come back and said, you know, the idea of an outdoor venue, a stadium, 
and the, the thought that you know you could play baseball in there you know, had great idea but with a lot of uncertainty taking place with minor league baseball you might want to put that on the back burner for right now and that makes sense and we recognize it that's also coupled with the fact that we know we've got some wet soil over there so anything we do vertical is going to require us to pull a lot of that wet soil out and come back with engineered fill pretty common anywhere in downtown Kingsport that you are going to do any type of redevelopment. And so from that, we said, you know, well, maybe a festival ground, which, you know, in many ways could be a placeholder for at some point coming back and looking at a stadium or looking at something completely different. Festival ground, though, would open up that opportunity for us to have events over there that are presently maybe resulting in a street needing to be closed downtown. And that inconveniences residents and businesses and visitors. So kind of the double-edged sword is you still want those events downtown because they promote downtown. So if you have a large park space adjacent to your downtown where you can hold more events, you can diversify the number of events, increase the size of maybe existing events that you have, it has the ability to be a win for downtown as well as a win for the city. And so we're kind of inching forward with that concept. The board, though, asked us to move ahead with the idea of the outdoor bike track, the pump track, if you will, and really begin looking at that for a section of the general shale property that is probably going to be limited from a development standpoint as to what it could do. And so the board asked us to move ahead with uh, securing an architectural, architectural and engineering firm more than likely a landscape architect, along with some sub-consultants to come in and work to design that, to tell us what it would cost. Right now we have a conceptual drawing that kind of gives us a general idea of what we want with parking and single track uh, trails throughout the property. So we're excited about that. We're also excited about the, the energy that the project received from uh, local business downtown, Reedy Creek Bicycle Shop. Uh, located downtown Kingsport, very much interested in how they can participate, how they can help promote, and, and potentially even work out a public-private partnership with them for, for long-term maintenance. So where does that leave us with the whole project? Moving forward on the bicycle park and really setting ourselves up to come back to the board probably in late March with a recommendation on what takes place with the remaining piece. Do we move forward with the festival ground as I described a, a few seconds ago? Um, if so, what does that cost? What does that look like? Do we move forward with the residential aspect of it? Uh, if so, is that the right path? Or do we move forward with a light industrial park? Uh, we'll need to refine the numbers with the consultants over the next couple of weeks and really kind of come back with that recommendation. So that was good. In addition to those conversations, we also heard from Jeff Fleming on Move to Kingsport and the efforts that are going on there to attract people. I always find those conversations to be so interesting because it's always, it's always encouraging and it's also very helpful to hear what someone from the outside says about how they view your city. Um, you know, sometimes we look at things and say, you know, it'd be great if we could do this or if we could do that. And then someone comes in and says, hey, I like it just the way it is. Um, so those are always good. We also heard from Don Finley just to give us some uh, understanding of the housing market. And one of the things that we learned is we have a lack of inventory. Um, yeah. People, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people tell us that. And if you're looking for a house in a certain price range in Kingsport, then you realize that. And 
So those are questions we're asking. We're also asking the question of what happens to the folks that are in the new, uh, new apartments downtown, new apartments throughout the city, for that matter, uh, when are they going to come out? When are they going to come out and look for a house? And what inventory do you have to put them in? So a lot of great questions and great dialogue took place during, during that uh, strategic planning session. And uh, I think everybody walked away feeling good about the efforts that we're making in the field of economic development, the decisions that we have before us with General Shale and how that can really move the city forward, and then also looking at uh, data pertaining to housing and, and really that realization that there's more to be done throughout the city when we look at single-family housing. You know, I met a family that moved here from Alaska recently. They're really happy here so far. <laughs> I'd say <laughs> the weather of... has a little something to do with that, yeah, right? Yeah, that was one of the things they told me. They were like, we're really excited to have four seasons. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we, we take for granted. Uh, you go a little further north, a little further south, and those different seasons don't exist. They don't. All right, so that was the call to session that was on February 7th, right? And so skipping back a couple days to the February 3rd and 4th BMA meetings, what did you guys talk about there? So February 3rd and 4th uh, really kind of jumped into an update on a really just fantastic project. And probably one as we get closer to the opening date, we need to bring Judd Teague in and and kind of do a deeper dive episode with him on that. Yeah. Miracle Field, uh, a great project, one that uh, you, you really kind of have to step back and ask yourselves, why are we just now doing this? Uh, but a project that Judd has been involved with since day one, had the opportunity of traveling to a couple of different cities with Judd and looking at the fields when we were in the early planning stages and getting an idea of what this could be and, and why we needed it and the different groups that it could serve. You know, we started this whole thing, we were thinking about kids and kids with special needs. And then we went to Cincinnati and they said, yes, we serve kids with special needs, but we also serve wounded warriors. And some of the programming they had centered around that was just amazing. And again, one of those things that, I ask, that you kind of ask yourself, why are we just now doing this? But if you haven't been up to Brickyard Park and you want to get a glimpse of what this might look like before it opens, you can start seeing some of the construction coming out of the ground, the fences going up, the the asphalt is down for the field, and yes, asphalt down for the field, they'll come back in over that with a poured-in-place surface. It's got a cushion to it, similar to what you might see at a park. Probably the best example to give you here in Kingsport would be Carousel Park. It's got a similar cushion pad around some of the playground equipment. The pavilion is up, and uh, soon you'll start seeing some of the playground equipment coming in for the balanced playground that will be there as part of that project. So a great update from Judd and uh, helped us to kind of get an idea of the timeline that we're on. We're looking to have this thing wrapped up, we think, sometime um, early May. And I think at the end of May, May 30th, is the date they're looking at for the ribbon cutting but I know more information will come as we get closer to that date. Very exciting to have that in Kingsport. Absolutely. It very much is. All right. So the second meeting in February was the 17th and 18th. What happened there? Well, again, a lot of, uh, a lot of emphasis on what's taking place at the work session. We, we talk a lot about that. Our board is always very good on Tuesday nights to talk about what we're doing. Sometimes you might tune in, uh, whether you're tuning into Channel 192 or you're looking at us on your computer through the streaming. 
um, of the meeting, we will talk a lot about what occurs at a work session. And we spend a lot of time strategizing and planning and looking at things that are down the pike or to review projects that have been in place for quite some time based upon a, a past vote by the board. Uh, the board may have voted to move forward with a project, the funding's come available, the contract's been led, and it could have been four or five months in between all that. And so one of the great projects that we heard about was the, an update from Kitty Frazier, who's our park and rec manager for the city of Kingsport, on the master plan for parks and recreation that's taking place. Uh, it's hard to believe we're 100 plus years now old as a city, and I think this is the first master plan that we've done. And so it's a great opportunity to step back and look at what we've got and where do we want to go. And so we're doing a, I think they're doing a great job involving the community. I don't know how you do a master plan, especially pertaining to this subject where you don't have a lot of community involvement. And Kitty went through some of the stuff that they're looking at, uh, what the feedback has been thus far from the general public and really what their path forward is for getting additional information. Uh, there's a survey that I believe is still out on the Park and Rec website. It is. It's on the Parks and Rec website. I will link that down in the description so you guys can go take it and give us your input. Absolutely. The more people that take that survey, the better information we have. And it really dis- at the end of the day, what is this going to give us? Well, it's going to give us a roadmap for how the board and how the city wants to move forward with improvements to our existing parks, uh, looking at things for new parks. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about a very, uh, very extensive park system that we have here. We have also talked a lot recently about that need to reinvest in that park system. So reinvesting in what you have, but also looking down the road. Are there areas maybe that we've annexed that uh, a new park could go in? Are there opportunities for other features. We looked a lot in the downtown master planning into pocket into pocket parks and having small areas where uh, we can have that opportunity for uh, someone to sit and read a book or for a small event to take place. But really, as you look at that redevelopment of your downtown and you look at more people moving to downtown, having that green space is an important component to a, a successful and healthy downtown. So that was a good, good presentation by Kitty, good information that we received there. We also uh, heard from Heath Gwynn. Heath has been the recipient through his company, SyncSpace, to receive a, uh, a Launch Tennessee grant from the governor. It's 250000 a year uh, for a three-year period. Each year that has to have a, a $250,000 match. And so Keith kind of, or Heath, I'm sorry, kind of walked through the the components of that, how that is going to be a project that I think he hopes to be uh, a regional project from that standpoint that he envisions the opportunities for uh, folks from throughout the region to be able to come and partner and to bring projects that really promote that whole spirit of entrepreneurism. That's something that uh, Governor Bill Lee has talked a lot about. That's something that he uh, really believes is that that next economy in some ways for not only the state of Tennessee, but for the country. And so the question is, what are we doing to help promote entrepreneurism? What are we doing to take ideas and take that idea from a drawing to a prototype and then to put that in front of uh, potential investors that will allow that prototype to go to a a next level and 
ultimately what you hope at the end is that you have successful products and projects that come out of that and that those businesses take root in your city or in your region. And so uh, Sullivan County graciously stepped up to the plate and funded that first $250,000. The Kingsport Economic Development Board gave a little bit of seed money in the amount of about $30,000 just to kind of bridge a gap until the county commission could put everything in place to move forward. And so I know Heath is going to be looking at, you know, in, in a few months how that next phase Uh, the next year of the project moves forward and we're very hopeful of the results that we'll see Uh, i'm pretty sure heath will be back uh, to give us further updates on what he's doing and and how that is is progressing but when you step back and look at investments we've made the inventor center is one of those where these ideas at that very grassroots phase become more than just an idea and utilizing equipment and resources and resources could be from experienced individuals who've taken an idea from a uh, drawing to a uh, an actual concept to listen to them and understand what i need to do to move this forward all the way up to utilizing stuff like the the haas machine and the other equipment that we have there to really take that idea and from paper to prototype. Okay. And so what are some of the things that we addressed on the agenda in February? So sometimes you go through an agenda where you've got a lot of just operational nuts and bolts type things. And that boring stuff, but but important. (laughs) It it is very important, you know, but it, it is things that sometimes is just a, it's a policy change. It's things that we need to do. One of the things that has really dominated the agenda the last uh, two meetings uh, in terms of the business meeting for the Board of Mayor and Aldermen has been taking some items and moving them to comply with state law. So you think there's city ordinances, city codes, and some of those are very specific to Kingsport, Tennessee, but others are tied to things that are also being addressed on a state level. And so that was one of the things that we needed to go, or we always need to go in and look at and give you an example of one of those that the board looked at is what is the amount of time that we provide notice before we impound a vehicle? Uh, Presently, it had, or before this um, adjustment was made, it was 24 hours. And that aligned with state law. State law changed to 48 hours. So So our law has to change. So our law has to change, and that's one of the things that we have to go in and do. In addition to that, we also move forward with some things associated with how we allow folks to do business within our right-of-way. And so Atmos Energy, the the primary provider for commercial and, and residential natural gas within this region, they have a franchise agreement with us. And they, in order to do so, we go in and we basically specify these are the things that you need to do in order to do in order to have this franchise agreement in order to do work within our right-of-way these are going to be the things that we request that you do and so it was time to reenact that franchise agreement with Atmos Uh, that doesn't establish a franchise fee it just simply states to Atmos these are the things that we want to see you do uh, within uh, within our right-of-way so two other items that we talked about in the month of February not quite as boring, Hannah, as you uh, had alluded to a minute ago. One of those is the architectural engineering services for the new vehicle storage and maintenance facility for our Kingsport Area Transit Service. So this is something that we had looked at 
Uh, as part of that master plan for where the CATS admin and passenger station is located on Main Street, the next phase in that vacant lot that sits behind that was going to be the storage facility. And, and the reason we're excited about this, not only does it give us, a again, a, a great facility to store our vehicles in and do minor maintenance there, it also opens up a lot of property in the academic village that we want to repurpose for um, things either associated with the academic village or associated with the inventor center or maybe a combination of both but we've got to get those buses out of there before we can do that so we're moving down that path the the next phase is the architectural engineering phase and we're hopeful that we're going to get a grant we've uh, applied in the past for federal grants we've not been successful an opportunity opened up to apply for a state grant we've applied and we're really just sitting here right now crossed with our fingers crossed, hoping that that's something that's going to become a reality uh, sooner rather than later. I do think public transport is very exciting, and I hope it everyone is. else does too. <laughs> it is. It is a, you know, when you step back and look at that, we are transport, transporting 150,000 trips a year. Um, you know, that's not necessarily 150,000 individual people, but that's, individuals within our community that are transportation dependent and they're needing to utilize either our ADA service which is our vans historically or they're part of that fixed route to get them to the doctor maybe to work or uh, to other things that we would rely on a car to have to do and so I've been involved with transit almost since day one in my career and to see where we've gone from when I came here in 1997 to where we are in 2020 it's amazing. A lot of people involved with that. It's also good to see us moving through and, and moving closer to having uh, top-notch facilities, and again, that are funded through grants, and that, that helps us as we try to manage our resources and be able to spread those resources out. Another project that uh, we're kind of moving forward, really not a project, more of an agreement, but it really it kind of identifies our commitment to downtown and the work that we're doing, but our agreement with the Tennessee Main Street program. And so the Downtown Kingsport Association and, and, and really the city of Kingsport has been a member of Tennessee Main Street for a long period of time. It was time to renew that agreement. Uh, this just gives us access to material. Uh, it gives us access to uh, expertise in the downtown redevelopment uh, arena that help folks that at the DKA office helps folks like Robin Cleary, who's the DKA director and her board move forward with things to help and promote our downtown policies that need to be put in place, best practices that they see that can be um, implemented. And, uh, you know, it's a partnership that it really helps complete a lot of the work that we do. Uh, Tennessee Main Street is a, is a piece of that pie, the businesses, the residents, the volunteers, Countless others make up the rest of that, but it's a great resource to have, and it's a great resource to, to have at our disposal to be able to utilize. Outside of that, we had a lot of just nuts and bolts that were part of the uh, uh, just the day-to-day -day things that the, the city of Kingsport needs to approve. A lot of items being passed up from the Board of Education that they have approved, that the board would need to approve. But uh, February capped off uh, really a busy month for the board and uh, very productive, and we're ready to roll into March. Sounds good. Absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. 
that is going to be it for today. If you're interested in reading the full agenda or minutes from any of our BMA meetings, you can find them at kingsporttn.gov on the government tab. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in March.